but then we remember the voice of truth, God's promises on my life, God's promises on your life, that I'm a child of God, a son of the king, the king of the world, who will forever reign. I was created in love, by love, and for love. He has an amazing plan for my life. Those voices of truth would say, I'm here for a reason. I might not be enough, but I'm more than conquerors through him that loved me. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to keep reaching higher and go further in your walk with Jesus Christ, and above all, to never ever give up, but to keep moving forward in Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Inspire Preaching Podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, and we pray that it is, please consider subscribing to us. Please consider inviting your family and your friends to also be part of our podcast family. This podcast is an outreach of Crossway Family Church in Bowie, Texas. Please go to our Facebook page, Crossway Family Church, click like, and then you will be part of our podcast family and our church family. And our church needs your prayers. Uh, We covet your prayers. Thank you so much for doing that, for praying for us. People sometimes ask why we do this podcast. Folks, we live in an evil day. We live in a day where the church is constantly under attack. And this podcast exists to encourage you to never give up, to never, ever, ever give up, but to keep walking in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to edify you. We want to encourage you. We want to build you up in your relationship with the Lord. We have a great Bible study for you today. Thank you so much for being here. You are a blessing to us. Thank you so much. Let's jump into it today. Why don't we? Psalm 92, verse 10. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. Now listen to what the psalmist says. He says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. What does he mean by that? Folks, in this world that we live in, we are living in an evil day. We live in tough times. And sometimes we get spiritually drained. And in those times, the Lord comes along and he anoints us with fresh oil. Oil is a type and a shadow of the Holy Spirit. And there are times where we are dry, where we are run down, where we are weary. And in those times, we need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, the oil of the Holy Spirit. Now, again... We mentioned this before, but many people wonder, you know, do I really need to study this? Do I really need to look at the Old Testament? Yes, you do. Let's look real quick at the basic layout of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. Number one, we see the story of creation, the book of Genesis. Number two, we see the story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which is very important to the church today. Number three, we see the Exodus story where Moses goes to set the people of Israel free. 
Number four, we see the giving of the law of Moses, which shows us that we are sinners in need of a Savior. Number five today, we have the Psalms, the Proverbs, and a few other books in there. I'm not going to go through all of them. These are just the main things. Then we have number six, we have the prophets. And much of what they wrote about was threefold. Now listen, this is the prophets. Very important. Number one, they wrote about God's love, but also judgment upon Israel. The prophets wrote about, secondly, prophetic utterances about the Messiah, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Hamashiach. And number three, they wrote about the promise that someday the Lord would fill his people with his spirit. The Lord filling us with his spirit is one of the most beautiful and one of the most important promises in scripture. Now, I have people that that get kind of freaked out about this because they'll hear you mention the verses of scripture that mention speaking in tongues and things like that and they just freak out oh man that scares me that freaks me out the reason that people are freaked out by that is because of the junk we see on tv uh tv preachers things like that churches that have just gone hog wild going crazy in their services yeah that some of that stuff can be kind of bizarre but we can't let that scare us away from the real thing. The Lord wants to fill you with his spirit. Now listen to this. This is so true. It would have been enough if the Lord had only paid the price to save us. That would be it. That would be all we need. But he went so much further than that. He says, I love you so much that I want to put myself on the inside of you. That's his spirit. He says, I want to fill you, baptize you, with my spirit in the times of the old covenant the old testament the lord did not fill everyone with the spirit on the contrary he only touched a few with the spirit and the main way that he did this the main thing that he did was he moved on the prophets in the old testament and as he did they penned his words the holy prophets wrote that there would come a day when the lord almighty would fill mankind with his spirit Let me say something, and let me say something very emphatically. I want you to listen to me, please. This is very important. God never meant for you to be a pew sitter. God never meant for you to live a boring Christian life. The Lord saved you, and he wants to fill you with his spirit and put you on a journey that can change your world and change the world around you. Let's look at how the Apostle Peter described God moving on the Old Testament prophets. Let's read this. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 and 11 describes how the Lord did this. He said, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently. Let's stop right there. The Old Testament prophets hungered after what we have today. Think about that. The Old Testament prophets hungered and inquired and searched diligently. They wanted the fulfillment of what they prophesied. Now listen, it says they prophesied of the grace that would come to you. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand of the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. The Spirit who was in them The Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of Christ, was in them. That's the Holy Spirit. And they saw the sufferings of Christ and the glories that were going to follow. And they longed to see that day. They longed 
to see that day, but they didn't get to see it. And but they prophesied of it. They spoke of it as the spirit of Christ moved on them to write it down. And then they wrote it down. Let's look at some of the promises of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Verse 29. And upon my men servants and my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now, you jump over to Acts chapter 2, and you see that this was directly fulfilled. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. This was the disciples and other followers of Jesus. Verse 2. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then verse 14, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Verse 16, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see vision, and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I don't know about you today, but this gets me excited. Some of those people standing there, I want you to think about this. Some of those people standing there that day, thousands of people, were the same ones that shouted to Pilate, crucify him, give us Barabbas. But God, in his beautiful love, grace, and mercy, gave these people a chance to repent and to come to Christ for salvation. That, my friends, is love. That is the love of God personified. Now, so we see that. That's one verse of scripture in the book of Joel that was we see it fulfilled in the New Testament. Now let's look at something else from a different viewpoint today. Let's look at water in the Old Testament. Water in both the Old and the New Testaments always represents the life-giving force of the Spirit. Let's look at the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25 through 27. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean. It's talking about the Spirit, folks. I will cleanse you from all of your filthiness and from all of your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. So we see now twice in the Old Testament that the Lord promising that someday he would touch man so much that he would fill us with himself, with his spirit, that he would change our wicked hearts, that he would change our backsliding minds, that he would change our very nature. Now here is the question. Are we hungry enough for God to throw this world away for a bit and seek him with all of our hearts? To say, Lord, this world doesn't matter to say, Lord, I need more of you. 
Jesus, change me. Fill me with your spirit. Jesus, fill me. Jesus, cleanse me. And here is a beautiful promise from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 1. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Isaiah is talking about the infilling of the Spirit. He's talking about the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. That's a type and a shadow. Wine, milk, thirsty, waters. These are types of the Spirit, fruits of the Spirit. The Lord is trying to tell us today, if you're hungry, I've got more. If you're thirsty, I've got more. If you're tired of dead, dry, meaningless religion, dead, dry, boring, tired church where the same thing happens every single time. If you're sick of Christianity, just going to church on Sunday. If that's your Christianity, man, God is saying, I've got more. I've got more. I don't want church as usual. I want a move of the Holy Spirit. And God says in Isaiah 55, if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, come to the waters. I've got plenty of the Spirit. I've got wine. I've got milk. I've got the waters of life. God says, I'll fill you. I'll give you everything that you need. And here is the beautiful thing. Isaiah says it's free. All you have to do is have a repentant heart and be hungry for more of God. I get so sick and tired. Every now and then I'll I'll flip the channels through. And there's this one particular show, and I'm not going to say who it is, but this man will place God's blessings in accordance to if you have vowed money to his ministry. And uh, send me $1,000 and God will bless you. Folks, the blessings of God are not for sale. God freely gives his spirit. God freely gives his grace and his mercy. You don't have to send $1,000 to some slick TV preacher for God to bless you. Now, let's ask this question. Why? Most of the church world says you don't have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit the way John the Baptist talked and the way Peter talked and the way Jesus talked. No, you just... Give your heart to the Lord, come to church every Sunday, pay your tithes, do your part, and you're good. But what does the Bible say? Why do we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I knew a beautiful uh, man that came out of the Catholic Church that started coming uh, to the church I used to go to in Wichita Falls when I lived there, and he saw how we worshiped. He saw people being filled with the Spirit, and he wanted it. And I had the privilege, the honor, and the blessing to be praying with this Catholic man. He was a psychologist. I had the blessing of being the one that was praying with him when God filled him with the Holy Spirit. And it was one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen. And it changed his life. A few weeks later, his wife was filled with the Holy Spirit. His daughter was filled with the Holy Spirit. It changed their lives and it changed their families. And it will do the same for you today. Why do we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Number one, the Holy Spirit gives us power to live for God and to be like Jesus. Acts 1 and 8 says, But you shall have power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses of me. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to live for God, 
to be a witness for Jesus Christ and to be like Jesus Christ. Number two, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can be like Jesus. We cannot do it on our own because our hearts are deceitfully wicked. If we want to love like Jesus, we must be filled with Jesus. If we want to act like Jesus, we must be filled with his spirit. If we want to reach people like Jesus, we must be filled with the spirit. If we want to be a disciple of Christ and be a real Christian, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and power. John the Baptist put it this way. He said, the one that comes after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Number three today, another reason you need the Holy Spirit, we need the power of the Spirit to live in the evil day that we live in. Hey, brothers and sisters, I need everything that God will give me, and you do too. Number four today, another reason we need the Spirit, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God are our teacher. The fifth reason we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we need to be filled with the Spirit because... It's the spirit that guides us into all truth. Number six today. Let me back up to number five. Back in the early 90s, I was confused because this church taught that, that church taught this, this denomination believed this, that denomination believed that, and I I was so hungry for God. I threw out my Bible commentaries. I threw out most of my study Bibles. I got to the point where I was sick of man's opinion. I was sick what this denomination said. I was sick of what this Bible college said. I was sick of what this preacher said. I was sick of what this man that called himself a prophet said. So on, so on, so forth and so on. I was tired of it all. And I said, Lord, I need you to teach me. And I threw all of that away and I only used my Bible as my source to guide me into all truth through the word of God and the spirit of God. Number six, you need the Holy Spirit so you can have spiritual gifts. The spiritual gifts only come to those who are full of the Holy Spirit. Number seven, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit because the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Romans 8, chapter or Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and verse 27 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Now, we mentioned earlier, I got off subject with some of that. We mentioned earlier that water in both the Old and the New Testament is a type of of refreshing and infilling of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47. It's speaking of going deeper in the Holy Spirit. And he describes a river that at first is just ankle deep. And folks, ankle deep, that's what religion just gives you. Yeah, you can get a little bit wet, but not too wet. That's what religion does. But then the Bible said it gets deeper and deeper And finally, in verse 5, it says this, Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 5. He measured off another thousand, and now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. The King James says, waters to swim in. That's the Holy Spirit, folks. The Holy Spirit is waters 
to swim in, not just a little touch. You know how when some people jump in a swimming pool and it's cold, they'll stick their toe in or they'll stick their foot in and then go, whoa. But then you have other people that they just run and go jumping in. That's what we need to do with the Holy Spirit. It's waters to swim in. God has more for us. Religion says, oh, I can only let you go ankle deep. Religion says, I might let you go waist deep, maybe, you know, but you don't want to get to it. You don't want to get near that wildfire. You don't want to be considered a fanatic. But God says, I'm going to give you waters to swim in. Folks, the Lord has an unlimited supply of his spirit. Lord Jesus, I just thank you right now. Lord, you said that if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And your word says that this spake he of the Spirit. Lord, you were talking about the Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that every single person listening to me right now would be hungry for your Spirit to be filled with you. And I'll be careful to give you the praise and the honor and the glory for it. In Jesus' name. On our next episode, we're going to talk about the promise of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. It's going to be an exciting Bible study. Thank you again for being here with us today. We appreciate it. And again, if this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it. We need new listeners. Invite your family and your friends to also subscribe and be part of our podcast family. Please keep our church in prayer. Please keep me in prayer. I work a job and I pastor the church. And I tell you, it's it's almost more than someone could handle. Uh, at times, I am extremely physically fatigued. And I really need your prayers. I covet your prayers. I thank you for your prayers. We love you so much. We appreciate you. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Please study this that we talked about today. Please study it. Take it to heart. If you're a Christian, ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He loves you. He wants to bless you. He wants to pour out spiritual gifts on you. Join us next time as we continue this study. It's going to be a blessing. And until next time, may God's greatest and his best be yours. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. God bless you.